As we come around your word, I pray, Lord God, that we'd hear from you. Lord, anoint what I've prepared, Lord God, and what, what you want to say. Father, if I need to put down anything that I've prepared, I'm willing to do it, Lord. But let your, let your voice speak clearly, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I want to talk about from cheers to jeers to tears, the journey of Holy Week. If you read the story, and I'm going to read some certain parts from Matthew 21, we go through a story where we start with people in the city welcoming this man on a donkey. In Matthew 21, verses 1 to 3, it says this, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent to his disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you'll find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately they will send them to you. So I don't know whether you, can you imagine, the modern day equivalent, somebody knocks on your door and says, you've got a Mercedes and a Skoda on your drive. The Lord has need of them. And you just hand the keys over. That's the picture I want you to have in your mind. You know, a stranger comes and knocks on your door and says, you know, I need your Mercedes and I need your Skoda or whatever make a car you want to put in there. But two different, you know, two different cars. I have the Lord has need of them, and you would just hand your keys over. That sounds crazy to me. I, 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 I'd be thinking scammer. I'd be thinking somebody wants to. That's what I'd be thinking. If I'm really honest with you. But, but you know, this, 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 this is the preparation for Jesus to come into Jerusalem. This is the preparation because he's not going to walk in. He's not going to walk in because actually something was proclaimed in Zechariah. In Zechariah 9.9, it says this. Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt and the foal of a donkey. Behold, your, behold, your king is coming. Your king is coming. And so actually, this was proclaimed in advance. This wasn't just Jesus getting a donkey because he was tired. This wasn't because he was lazy and couldn't be bothered to walk into the city. He was fulfilling his destiny, that which had been prophesied, that which had been proclaimed. And so Jesus comes into town. Now, the disciples were loving hanging out with Jesus, the family, you know, loving hanging out with Jesus, learning from him. They were excited. They'd seen him do miracles. And, and they're really excited with what church was. I guess we can call it church at that point. Gathering together with Jesus, being part of the Jesus tribe. And in Matthew 21, verses 8 to 10, it then says this. And a very great multitude spread out their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them out on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city were moved saying, who is this? Jesus on a donkey coming into the city, Jerusalem, and people are putting down things on the ground in front of him, palms, and just laying a carpet of welcome. And what I'd like you to do, as you're drawing these palm leaves now, maybe you'd just like to think about, what would you throw down in front of Jesus if he was coming into town today? Okay, I don't see too many palm trees out there. I don't even see anything that we'd want to throw on the ground in front of him. But it's an act of worship, it's an act of welcome, it's an act of declaring who Jesus is. 
And so on your palm branches, I'm thinking maybe you could write some things, the kind of things that you would just lay down. Say, here you are, Lord. Here's something that I think glorifies you. Now, it might be your singing. Maybe you love singing. So your worship. Well, okay, write that on one of the branches. My, here is my worship, Lord. But it might be your time. It might be your resources. It might be your house. I'm, gonna let, I'm not going to ask you what you wrote down. This is completely up to you. You can tear up your bit of paper and take it away with you as a, a prayer prompt for the rest of the week. But just on the, some of the branches, would you just write some of the things that you would lay down and put down before? Here you are. This is my act of worship. Welcome, Jesus. Because they were welcoming him into the city. They were welcoming him as a king. They were laying down a carpet of palms and cloaks. Now, I, I don't, when they say cloaks, I don't think of, you know, kind of a parka coat. These are, these are the, the, the cloak was something special, something that had value, and it would lay down before Jesus as he entered into the city. And they shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. They recognized who he was. They recognized his lineage. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And the slide that, I'm not going to ask Simon to click on it because it will take him out of the recording mode, but the slide that I bring up every Sunday that talks about prayer points, and I don't know whether you notice there's a phrase at the bottom that says, and would you be willing to give an hour a month to the kingdom? And I just want to bring this as a bit of a challenge as we kind of move into kind of really settling into this place. Um, that there are so many little things that need doing. And this is true whatever church you come from, wherever you're based, whatever church you're in, there will be lots of things that need doing. And some of them won't get done until you volunteer. Because some of them, you have the gift and the knowledge and the ability to do it. You know, God's sown in your hand, head an idea, or something that needs to be done. It might be to create a painting. An actor, if you go into the side room here, there's a lovely painting that was created in worship, I think over 15 years ago. It's still here with us. It was created in worship. It was just a prophetic act in the moment of worship. And, uh, you know, these things God does through people. And so whatever it is that we're laying down, I'm, I'm just asking you, what things should we be doing as church? And it doesn't have to be in this building. Maybe, maybe God, God, God gifts you to be able to reach out to people in another way. God, God calls you to do something, an act of worship um, that then comes to the house. So please let me encourage you. As, as, uh, but there will be things that need to happen in this building. You know, uh, Julia, the Saturday, last Saturday came and did a bit. She had a bit of time. She said, "I want to sort the garden out front." So she came and spent an hour gardening. Now I'll be honest with you, I hate gardening. <laughs> Julia knows this. It's not a secret. Um, it, um, I, I take the stuff to the tip. That's my job. Because um, I, I when I'm meant to dig up weeds, I dig up plants, and when I'm meant to prune plants, I kill. You know, so don't go there. Uh, it, but the point I'm making is we're gifted in different ways. And what she did in an hour would have taken me 10 hours probably. Um, and I would have still done the wrong thing. But what I'm saying is, that, you know, as we, as, as we are church. Now, let me give you a very specific example. I don't know whether you walked up today as you walked from your car to the front door of the building, whether you saw any litter. There is always litter in our garden. Sometimes needles. Sometimes gas bottles and a whole bunch of other things. And you might go, your attitude might be, and I'll tell you, my attitude was this when I started picking up litter. I thought, huh, who's thrown this in our garden? That was my attitude. 
until I thought, okay, it still needs picking up. Whether, I'm, whether I have a hump about it or not, it still needs picking up. And I can leave it there and it can blow into somebody else's garden or I can pick it up and put it in the bin. <coughs> but here's the thing. Why are we getting litter outside? Well, there's a bit of a wind tunnel through, but there's a lot of people who walk past. And there are people who hang out in the car park in the week who are sniffing gas and sniffing glue and other things. And, and they're out there. Okay, what is church for? It's for them as well as for us. And actually, we should be picking up some of the rubbish because that's what church is. Church is, in some senses, a filtration process where God changes his people. And as he changes his people, we get cleaned up, sorted out, and better. You know, that's, that, that's, so actually, I, I, I kind of walked away from it thinking, actually, this is a visual illustration, a part of the process of church. That actually, we should be picking up the rubbish. And I, so please let me encourage you, use it as an act of worship. If you happen to find a piece of paper on the way to church, on the way from church, pick it up, chuck it in the bin, and use it as part of your worship. Because you know, God causes us to cleanse. God causes us to be agents of change. And so as Jesus came into town, he was too causing change in the city. And so we can move on in the story. And I'm going to jump ahead because next Sunday will be Easter Sunday. But let me jump there now because... Jesus was coming into town on Palm Sunday, but what's coming next after the cheers were the jeers. In Matthew 27, verses 21 to 23, it says this. The governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? And they said to him, let him be crucified. So there was, there was the robber. There was the robber who Pilate wanted to release. And yet he asked the crowd. A bit like social media. What do you think? You never get a good answer from social Well, you rarely get a good answer from social media. Um, Pilate said, then what, crowd? What, what, who do you want me to release? Barabbas or Jesus? Jesus who'd done nothing wrong. And so we go from the cheers of the welcome of the palms on Palm Sunday to the jeers and the mocking and the scorning of Holy Week. And then we get to a place where we come to the tears that will follow next, uh, next Sunday as I read from Matthew 27 verses 59 to 61. And it says this, When Joseph had taken the body as Jesus had died and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock, and he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there, and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. It went from cheers to jeering to tears. What has happened to our Saviour? And we have the complete story. We know the story that Jesus entered in Jerusalem as was prophesied, as was proclaimed. And as he entered into Jerusalem, there was already the threads of this story. As Judas betrayed him, he was taken to court and then he was crucified, died and was buried. And that's where we get to in this whole week that we journey through. That we remember every Easter time. This is the crux of our faith. That God sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish 
but have everlasting life. This is possible because Christ paid the price for our sin. He paid the price. The paying of the price is not the resurrection. The paying the price is Jesus died. He didn't faint. He didn't pass out. As some would say, he died. And so this Friday, we will remember that. Good Friday. I don't know why it's... I don't like the term Good Friday. It's not a particularly Good Friday at all. But it is the key to our eternal life. Jesus died. He died. That we might know him. And through him, he might know us. Matthew 27 Verses uh, 37 to 39. Because what was the question that came as he entered into Jerusalem is, who is this? And in 37 it says this, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him, this is the king of the Jews. And two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and the other on the left. Christ came to this earth, was born of a virgin, grew up into a fine young man, did what his father called him to do, and went to the cross to pay the price, to die for me and for you. What are we laying down as worship with God this morning? What palms are we laying down? What things are we willing to say, Lord, this is yours. Use it as as you will. Let me pray. Father God, as we remember Palm Sunday, as we remember this triumphant entry into Jerusalem, Father, we think of Jesus taking part, taking place in our lives. Welcome, Father God. Welcome, Son of God, Jesus, our Saviour, our prophet, priest and king, our teacher, our friend, who paid the price, son of God, son of man, who went all the way to the cross and died, that we might through him have a unique and precious relationship with the Father. Take your place amongst us, O God, as we celebrate this week, Easter week, Holy Week, Lord, the journey from the entry into Jerusalem, to the cross and beyond. The moment in history that marks eternity, that sets in motion a way back to God that is only available through Jesus. Help us to declare it. Help us to proclaim it. Help us to live out the real and living faith we have in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.